0: new episode baby second string podcast we're back uh it's going to be a confessions of a young professional today just talking about some work stuff as you know as i announced last week we're coming back with this we're bringing the heat back we're bringing that nine to five gasoline injected into my veins get it through the work week hump day it don't matter thursday friday saturday we're bringing the heat we're bringing the heat as you know worked last week first week at the new job for uh, for your boy here we are fucking seven days of work in I'm doing this after work on Tuesday seven whole days in that's a new personal record not not including internships for me at my previous job I think I lasted four or it's either three and a half or four and a half days so seven I'm at like 200 percent efficiency right now I'm feeling pretty damn good about myself as far as duration what's what's the old expression? Life's about seeing how many times you can pick yourself up off the mat, getting knocked down and getting back up three and a half days knocked my ass down. Here we are getting back up seven quick little quick little 200 percent increase. no big deal no big deal. I'm not a mathematician I don't send rocket ships to the moon, but 200 percent I'm pretty sure is that's good pretty sure that's solid improvement. I think if you told a a clown on wall street, you can get 200% improvement. They'd suck your dick for it. That's where I'm at, baby. 200% feels good. Feels good. Seven days in life's good. I mean, like how much, what, how much could I come on here? And I still like haven't done anything really. It's still just training and like talking to people and figuring out why my email doesn't work and stuff like that. So it's not like I'm not I'm not sitting in on the board meetings quite yet. Not yet. Maybe, I think maybe month two or like 14 days in if I keep up at the rate. I think maybe 14 days to, to two months in, that's when they'll start calling me in where it's like, should we take the company public when they're making those decisions? That's when I'll start sitting in on those. Um, but for now, I'm just kind of a worker bee that's learning how to fly. It's like when you watch a deer come out of the womb and they can't stand on their legs. That's kind of where I'm at. The only issue is my legs aren't me if that makes sense. My legs are like inter- the internet and technology, like shit licensing agreements my inter- my legs when Bambi's slipping all over the ice and making a fool of herself. my legs aren't me being an idiot. My legs are office three sixty five just is maybe the biggest pain in the ass of all time to set up. Those are my legs. My legs are off at like Outlook, OneNote, fucking Microsoft Teams, and then connecting to the web, the company server. Like those are the four legs. It's not Nick Bradley doesn't know how to use email. It's Office 365. It's almost like they make it. They're like, like when they created Office 365 up at at, uh, Bill Gates's headquarters, it's like they looked at each other and were like, let's just make sure it, it never works the first time like let's give them these instructions on how to install and get the license for it but then whenever they do it to get this they follow the step-by-step instructions and then whenever they do it it just won't work how about what about that guys what about that is an idea like we we'll give them the instructions and we'll make them think it's gonna work but then right when they need to use it it's not gonna work (laughs) wouldn't that be something it almost feels like that's kind of how it went down at Microsoft. Like they said, all right, well, we could just make it super straightforward and easy to get going, or we can just make it the biggest fool's goal maze of all time to get it up and running. Like what sounds more fun for us? So that's kind of where I'm at, amongst other things. I was talking to a couple of my buddies yesterday. I also watched a fantastic, this has nothing to do with the work life, being a, a young a young one in the workforce, but I just watched the movie 10 Cloverfield Lane yesterday. I think the second part of the podcast today I might talk about it. Um unreal. Like absolutely unreal. I've, what am I one of my honestly, this might be crazy. This might be a little a little much, maybe a little of a reach. I walked out or I finished it, the credits rolled and the first thing I thought was that might be one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. To be honest with you, like, everything about it. But I don't want to talk about it yet, quite yet. We're still on the young professional thing. I think the second half today, we'll do that. And then the plan for the rest of the week. So this one's going to come out Wednesday, opening day for the Tigs, Thursday. So Thursday, we'll do um, just talk Tigers. Like, it's funny because that's just going to be fucking depressing. Like, what do we talk about? The talking Tigers, what? Oh, oh great, guys. The year's starting again. Like, Good. Yay, we get to suck ass again. Oh, yay! Opening day. Let's lose 100 games again. Woohoo! Fuck, man. Detroit Sports. But I, Hey, don't make me out to be a hero. I'll fucking go out there. I'll take a bullet. I'll I'll set myself on fire to send a message about the Vietnam War. I don't care. I'll do it. I'll get in front of a tank at Tiananmen Square. I'll do it. I'll talk about the Tigers. I'll be the guy who says, you know what, it's Wednesday night. The weather's finally starting to turn in Michigan. There's a a bunch of movies I'd like to watch. Maybe I can play some games, play a little euchre maybe, hang out with my buddies. No. Let me spend 40 minutes talking about the worst goddamn team in baseball because they start their season tomorrow. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm happy to do it too. Don't let this – upset tone because I fucking can't stand how the Tigers are going to be a joke for like what the fifth year in a row and how every team in Detroit's a joke. Don't let my frustration and almost disbelief and how we're still here. Dog, it's the year 2021 and everybody sucks though. Fucking every team stinks. 28, three years ago, we were in the same boat we're in The city of Detroit, every team, not just the Tigers, not just the Red Wings. Now I'm hijacking this, but everyone was in the same boat. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I got it. I'll save this for tomorrow. So Thursday, good God, man. Opening day, we'll talk Tigers. And then Friday, I got a guest. I still haven't decided. Like maybe I'll throw him to the wolves a little bit and talk some about some random topics. Um, He's a Spartan dog. So we, it's going to be inevitable. State gets mentioned, but we'll see. Anyways. The big thing, so I said, we're working, it's week two, seven days in, 200% return, like you can't, Elon Musk isn't producing that kind of return, that's a fucking fact. Elon, Elon, you need a number two at Tesla, I'm right here, bro, 200% increase guaranteed. I got the hiccups, sorry, I just ate dinner. Anyways, work, haven't done a ton, obviously don't have a ton of, they're not fucking shoving it down the pipeline saying Nick Bradley. We, we got seven projects for you to run. Not even close to that. Actually, quite the opposite. Here's what I wanted to talk about today. So last week, the one thing I kind of talked about that it was already like, I've been out of the workforce for a year now, like over a year. I mean, if you, count, if you count since I graduated, it's been like a year and three months. If you count since the last time I consistently worked, it's the summer of 2019. So it's been a minute. I talked about it last week. The number one thing I kind of forgot that annoyed the shit out of me and is just like part of the deal is people not paying attention and then asking questions. But I guess that's not strictly working like that's school, that's classes, that's lectures, people just not paying attention. And then two seconds later asking a question about something the person running the meeting literally just said, that's not, that's not weird. That happens all kinds of places. But that kind of was brought back to me since it's been a year I've been in a setting like that. That was kind of the first thing I noticed. But today, the last, the end of last week and now this week, I kind of have a new phenomenon going. Not a great one. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not a great one. It's why if you've ever had an internship where, I mean, both the internships I had were like this. I don't know what places are given super in-depth, hands-on like making the most of your time there internships I would love to know and I would love to have one of them but my internships were both pretty much like you know I'll have stuff to do for like a couple hours of the day and then the other at least half of the day I'm just kind of like can I just go home now kind of thing like I'm not doing shit can I I can't just go home that's kind of where I'm at right now that's where I that's where I my both my internships I'd get there do stuff for like an hour, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four on a good day. And then it's like, uh, I guess I'll read about the Kansas city mafia. <laughs> I don't have anything else to do. I guess I'll read about citizen Kane and what makes it such an influential movie. I guess I'll read about where the brand ego was started and its entire history. Literally like, you think I'm joking right now? Like literally, I'm going down these rabbit holes. Like, I guess I'll read about samurai culture. It it sounds like a great time. It sounds fun. Bright side too. Like, I can just text back my friend. It's not like, oh, man, I can't even check my phone. Like, I can talk to my friends during the day, whatever. Scroll through Twitter. That's all great and jolly. And it sounds awesome from the outside. But for me, I kind of want, like, a little something. Like, give me something. Give me a little bit of a... At least, like, give me a full. A full so depressing. At least give me a false illusion of purpose. Like, at at the worst, give me a couple stupid ass assignments that no one cares about. But in my head, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, my my boss is gonna want these. I'll, I'll feel productive and accomplished once I finish them. But here we are. I know I'm only two days in, and I'm sure it's gonna change because obviously it would be a horrible idea for them to just bring somebody on and pay him to not do shit. So I'm sure it'll change and I'm sure it'll change drastically. And I'm sure in like three months I'll have a podcast where I'm like, holy shit, man, do they, do they realize I'm only one person? Like I can't fucking do everything. I'm sure that'll happen. But as of right now, I'm I'm a couple days removed from our generic company, like onboarding training. And I'm supposed to have started my actual training, like for what I'll be doing emailing my my hiring manager emailing like the onboarding lady that's kind of in charge of all of us just crickets no one responding and I'm done with the trainings so I'm just sitting here like the last two days this week it's like um you know what am I supposed to be what am I supposed to be doing like Monday I had a couple things I had left to do but I finished them by at like 1 or 2 p.m and then the rest of the day I'm just sitting there like I don't get, could I, do I, do I just like do whatever I, do I do whatever I want now? Or I emailed you guys multiple times and no one says shit to me. Uh, I don't have trainings assigned to me. Do I, like on one hand, I'm sitting there like, all right, cool. I'll just fucking go work out now, save some time later in the day, or I'll just go do a podcast now, or I'll sit here and design some shirts. But at the same time... Hey, maybe it's because I'm such a great human being. My moral compass points north so accurately that when I do stuff like that, like let's say I was to do a podcast, I'm still just kind of like, well, this is weird. Like they're paying me and I probably, like I feel like I should just, even though I'm not doing anything, I feel like I should just be sitting at my computer waiting for an email, even though the email's not going to come through. So, but, So should I just not waste my time? Like, let me at least, it'll uh, whatever, I'll just go do a podcast for 40 minutes. But also, I'm such a good person, pointing north, moral compass. It's weird. They're paying me. I don't, like today, today, I just didn't have anything to do really all day. One o'clock rolls around, I'm like, dude, I'm just sitting here. No one fucking responds. No one has an interest, it seems, to give me something to do. And I'm sitting there like, bro, can I just go to the gym? Like, like, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm like, cause I probably shouldn't cause I, they're paying me. I should be sitting at my computer, but me, out whether I'm at the gym, if I was at the gym from nine to five today or sitting by my computer would have had no impact, would have had no difference, made no difference. I got outlook on my phone too. So if I get an email, all right, shit, I'll just leave and boom. If I got to go do something like no difference so I'm very, I'm in a very weird state. I don't know if anyone, I talked to a few of my friends cause they're like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And I told them like, yeah, I mean, it's fi- fine. I guess like, I don't, I literally am just kind of sitting there like, thank God I do this. I haven't done a podcast yet, but I told myself tomorrow if same shit happens, like I'm going to just do a podcast during the day. But like, Think I have the shirts, like I can just sit there and do the shirts while I wait for an email, but even though the email never comes, like I don't know, I, I, I've i talked to a few of my friends and they said, oh yeah, the first like month or two when I started my job, I just didn't have anything to do either, so I guess that makes it feel a bit better, where it's like, oh okay, like probably more normal than you'd think, where it's like just onboarding is such a pain in the ass, and like now whoever's in charge of me has to think about, they have to add in another responsibility to their job, which is... I'll oh, make sure that Nick kid like has shit to work on. So I'm sure it'll change, but I'm in a weird spot. I'm in a weird spot. Cause on one end I'm like, all right, I shouldn't complain. I'm getting paid still. And I can work on some shirt stuff, like whatever I can go on the internet, toss on Netflix or whatever. But then on the other hand, I'm like, this feels weird. I'm just not doing anything and they're paying me, but it's not like I haven't tried. Like I email them and just no one answers me. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't fucking know that. <laughs> I can't read your minds. So I don't know. I don't know. And that's the other thing. Our trainings are just assigned to us. So like if they were giving me stuff, I would see it, but they're just not doing that either. So it really is like, like tomorrow, Wednesday, I might just spend my whole day and truly not do anything productive, which is a damn shame, like related to my training. Well, but it's what it is. Are there? Is there anyone else like that? Like has anyone, at least maybe, maybe it's just cause it's Corona. Has there anyone in the last year or since COVID started with the whole work from home phenomenon that started a job where probably not the entire time, but at least the early stages of your job, like you just didn't have shit going on. And it was kind of like, do I just like, I'm at home. I could just do other stuff. I could go to the gym because that's what I always hated about my internships too. I don't know if anyone else felt this way. Like when I'd have those days where it's like, oh, I finished my work at 10 a.m., but I have to stay till 4.30. I'm sitting there like, I'm just wasting my time. I'm just wasting my time. Like, what, what the fuck? What is this? I'm not doing anything. I'm not producing anything. Like, not that I, it's like, oh, man. Give me a, give me a validation test to run. I need it. I need it to quench my thirst for life. But like, like I'm straight up just sitting in a chair, wasting time. Like, why am I there? And then you get what the real, when it gets real bad is like a couple months in when I would wake up, like in July, let's say I'd start waking up for work and I'd be like, if I didn't go today, literally nobody would fucking notice or care or say anything. Like, nobody would care if I didn't go today. It's like, dude, what? Like, I'm gonna go sh- just sit in a chair and read about random random things all day. Is what I'm gonna do. All day I'm gonna do that. So, you know, is what it is. I guess I'm hoping, and I still have faith. Uh, like I said, fucking second day of training, so I assume it'll change, and I'll have some shit going on soon enough. But for now, it is weird. It is weird, too, because before when I was an intern, it's like, whatever. But now that it's my real job, it's like, I feel like I should be doing something, but I don't really know. (laughs) So, yeah, that's all I got work-wise this week. Still, again, like, not shit's happening. It's tough to say. Um, But, yeah, that's all I got for now. All right, quick break. I mentioned I watched 10 Cloverfield Lane yesterday. Fucking unreal movie unreal movie. I have to talk about, it. I literally can't, I can't help myself from talking about it. So quick break. We'll do that. All right. Um, 10 Cloverfield lane. I have, I, I, I can't help myself. I can't help myself. I watched it last night. So it's fresh in the memory, fresh on the mind, fresh in my hearts, clear eyes, full hearts. Great movie. I have to talk about it, folks. Like, I don't fucking... I'm sorry. 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 I love the movie. Sorry. And like I said, I already covered the rest of the week, so I'm not going to have any really movie time rest of the week. I've been thinking more and more about just doing more podcasts, like creating separate branches, like one for sports, one for movies and shit. I don't know. Conversation for another time. Unreal movie. How my first and biggest takeaway was how have I never seen that before? How have I never seen that before? One of... I couldn't... I'd have to think about it long and hard to choose my my favorite, my single favorite genre of movie. But I do know this. One of my favorite genres of movie are thriller. Especially a good, like, kidnapping, fucking good guy, bad guy thriller. How have I never seen the movie? How do I... I think I don't know if I'm dis- more disappointed in myself for never hearing of it and looking into it and watching it. I don't know if I'm more upset with my friends for never forcing me to fucking watch it, saying, sit your ass down and watch it. I don't know. I like don't even know who to trust or what to believe. The one thing I have to preface, I now know that Cloverfield, there was obviously the prequel. I think that movie's just called Cloverfield. And I now know that Cloverfield, like the word... Is just associated with aliens, but going into the movie, I didn't know shit about the movie. I didn't know Cloverfield meant aliens. I didn't. I had no idea what. I had no clue what it was going to be about. So the entire time, spoiler alert. Obviously, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to ruin the movie for you. So obviously, the entire time, when it Goodman's like, "Oh my God, there's some kind of like." There was either a nuke or aliens found us, like he's given her his story on why they're trapped in the bunker, the whole time I'm sitting there like, the fuck are you talking about, guy? Where, obviously, if you knew that Cloverfield like means there's aliens, then you know the entire time aliens are there and Goodman's not full of shit. So that would remove an absolutely crucial element to what made me like the movie so much, so if you're someone who did know that and you're like, eh, the movie's okay, I totally get it. This is one of the few movies in life or that I've seen and I walked out being like, oh my God, I will say I walked out like I was in a theater. I, I left the movie saying, oh my God, I loved it. Where if someone else was like, oh no, it's okay. I totally get it. I totally get it. Because if you knew the aliens thing, that that kind of, like, it would still be a good movie. I'm sure it would still be fun to watch. But it really, really, really kills the element of what makes the movie so special. Which is, you don't know who to believe. It's it's the most perfect, most well done. I'm trying to think, or during the movie and after the movie. Because I don't want to say only time I've ever seen it. But I don't know. Like, I can't recall another time I've seen in a movie... Where, like, the premise of the movie and the two main characters, it all comes down to, uh, oh my god, like, I have no fucking idea who I'm supposed to believe. I don't know, what other, are there any other movies out there? Please, if there are, if you know of some, if you've seen some, please send them my way. Tweet me, DM me, send me an email. Please tell me, What other movies are like that? Because I need to watch them and I need to watch them as soon as I possibly can. Where do I start? The first thing that grabbed me, I loved how the first like four or five minutes of the movie, the entire opening sequence, when she's just driving around going to get gas, there's just no, there's no talking. Like, she doesn't say the first... The first time the girl speaks is, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes into the movie. I love that. I like how it's just creepy, eerie, ominous music. And she's just driving around this, like, Portland, Oregon town, even though they're in Baton Rouge or some shit, like Louisiana, for the first five minutes. I love that. All the way up, the music was great. Fucking creepy. Sets the mood. All the way up to the opening credit scene. The line... Lo- <laughs> This is, the, this is the t-shirt designer in me, I guess. The art fanatic. The lines are like Cloverfield Lane and the 10 like merge to create one line. Also, also, I love the opening when they're doing the credits. She gets hit and it's going, like obviously the, the car's spinning and it's loud as hell. And then it just goes dead silent. Credit, like produced by. Boom, back to the car. Loud, spinning, falling, silent. Credit, this person. Like, back and forth four different times for the opening credits. That was awesome, too. I love that part of it. Just, like, crazy noise and chaos. Silent. Crazy noise and chaos. Silent. I thought that was really cool and really well done. The opening was awesome. The opening was awesome. And then when she comes to, she's chained up in some shitty, like, basement-looking room on a weak-ass mattress. And you're like, oh, oh shit, this is not going to end well for her. This is not going to end well. You don't, first of all, you don't chain someone up like that unless it's going to end poorly for them. Like you could, that's right there, right then and there. If you get chained up, if you're ever chained up, like little life lesson here for the people. I know I'm not full of all all sage advice. I haven't done it all in life. I can't give you a, I can't heed you a warning <laughs> on every situation you'll come across, but I can help you with this. Write the, jot this one down if you ever find yourself in this situation. If you ever wake up in a weird, creepy gray basement, on a thin fucking beer stained mattress and you're wearing like cheerleading shorts and a tank top and you're chained to a metal pole. It's probably not because the person wants to throw you a, a fucking birthday party. Probably not going to, going to be a great experience. You've probably had better days and you've probably had a lot better days than what the next month, year, five years are going to be right. If you ever wake up out of nowhere and you're chained to a metal pole, it's not going to be good. I would imagine. So right at that point, I, how could you not think, okay, this chick is, um, like going to be sexed out. She's going to be a sex slave or something like what else? Why else do you do that to someone? Or the guy's a freak and is going to kill her. Like rape her and kill her. Like those are the two options. And then John Goodman. John Goodman, John Goodman, John. It's all good, man. What a performance by him. Easily my favorite part of the movie. Best, Best movie I've ever seen him in. I haven't really seen him in a ton of stuff, I guess, I must say. But this movie, all I can say, Sully Who. Monsters Inc. Who, man? He's so good in this. He's so perfect, too, because he's, like, he kind of gives off the vibe. Well, right when you meet him and he's, like, here, eat, and he doesn't tell her anything, and you're, like, oh, shit, this guy's a fucking weirdo rapist or whatever. Like, this dude's got problems. He's still, he's nice to her. Like, he gives her a nice meal. He doesn't get physical with her. He's, like, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Like, he's kind of cool about it, or you're, like, oh, oh oh this dude's not so bad he like kind of makes you forget wait a second this dude has her chain to a metal pole but then you're like but he gave her eggs and that toast does look pretty nicely toasted and he buttered it like maybe he's not so bad he's so good at giving off Kind of like the nice guy, sensible, like not going to do anything weird or crazy guy vibe. But at the same time, based on what's happening in the movie and also kind of based on the way he talks, like he talks very matter of factly or she's like, please just let me go. And he's like, I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen. Where he kind of gives the like creepy, like, oh, shit, this guy, I, like, is he a fucking you can't decide. You're like, is he crazy? Is he a freak weirdo? gonna like smell her underwear and and make her shove a spoon up his ass or is he just like fucking doing the dirty work of someone else like you don't know what to expect with him really and that's where the whole beautiful dance begins that's where the whole song and dance the ballet the nutcracker or the what is it what's the the christmas of the or the nutcracker christmas what is that ballet called? The winter one. The nut, is it Nutcracker Christmas? Or the Nutcracker? I don't know. That's where it all begins though. Where all of a sudden you just enter a 60 minute vortex of, wait a second. He is he is going to keep her. He did kidnap her and he's going to do crazy shit with her. Or And then you're like, wait a second. No, he's protecting her. John Goodman. He's a good guy. There's aliens and shit outside. He's not going to do anything crazy to her wait a second. Yeah, he is. How could I ever think that? The amount of time I flip flop back and forth. Like I said, I've never, at least off the top of my head thinking about it. I don't know. Maybe if someone like mentioned a movie, maybe be like, Oh shit, you're right. Off the top of my head. I don't recall like ever experiencing something like that. We're probably five, six, seven times. I went, Wait, John. John Goodman's the bad guy. Wait a second. Wait, a, no. Howard's Howard. He's the good guy. No, no, no. He's the bad guy. Like I could never decide. It starts. You think he's the bad guy because she's chained up. He's so good. I can't emphasize enough how good he is at like being nice but being creepy. It's so weird. Ugh. Ugh. You think he's bad for sure, and then he starts to explain. No, 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 no. No, there's there was some kind of explosion. I'm a doomsday prepper. Like, this is my bunker. A nuke went off. And you're like, oh, maybe he is good. And then she talks to the third guy, having a Emmett. She keeps talking to Emmett, and he's like, no, Howard's a good guy. Like, this bunker was here. I saw the I saw the flash. And you're, at first, you're like, oh, so he is legit. And then you're like, wait a second. Or is this guy... Does this Emmett guy, like working for Howard that's what I thought at least the first couple scenes with Emmett I'm like dude is this Emmett guy like on the Howard payroll <laughs> it's just like part of the deal Howard's like I'll throw you a couple grand if you pretend it's doomsday outside and let me fucking kidnap this girl like I couldn't tell with Emmett which then I'd started to lean back wait Howard is a bad guy and then and then She tries to escape because also at the beginning, Howard's not really telling her shit. And then she sets the or she tries to light it on fire or start the smoke alarm. And then he subdues her and he explains the whole thing like blah, 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 nuclear explosion, all that shit. And he kind of loosens the reins. She's allowed to like walk around, do it on her own. And it seems good. It seems all good. Everything, you know, life is good. Life's great. But she hasn't given up because Emmett's kind of like, no, man. Emmett, Emmett's all in on Howard, which is kind of why you make, or it makes you think like, I can't tell if Emmett's fucking working with Howard or if he actually built the bunker and saw an explosion and drove to the bunker. Like, I can't tell what's happening with him, which makes it creepy. And then the girl, what's, I can't remember the girl, Megan, I think her name is. No, Megan's his daughter, his dead daughter. I can't remember what this girl's name is, but anyways, there's the scene where she hits Howard with the bottle and then runs up and the other girl's trying to get in the bunker and is like disintegrating before her eyes. Where that, at that point, at that point, it's like, okay, who, whoo, Howard's good. At that point, you know, aliens or there was a nuclear explosion. Like, you know, something happened. Like Howard's not full of shit at that point. And then they do the montage, which is pretty fun. Um, where they're like playing games and everyone's having a good time and they're getting along. And then all of a sudden the air, the air cleaner stops working. and she goes in the vent. This is where this best part of the movie from the moment she fixes the air cleaner and she sees help scratched on the window in the separate area where th- when that happens, you're like, oh my God, that's one that, that. I think is the point where I was like, this is one of my favorite movies. Because when the girl sees the disintegrating chick outside, it's like, okay, so Howard is a good guy. He is helping her. He's keeping him safe. Okay. Problem solved. Murder, murder, or mystery solved. And then she goes to the air transmitter or whatever, cleaner, purifier, and help is scratched in the window. And you're like, whoa. Wait. So Howard... Not, my first thought, which is stupid looking back But I was like, so that lady who disintegrated Howard, Howard somehow set that up too Or what's happening? What's going on? I was super confused I was super fucking confused And at that point is when the whole thing gets flipped on its head Because I was like I saw her disintegrating I saw her die So something has to be going on outside but I saw, but help, like that Megan chick, he kept a prisoner? What's fucking going on here? I don't understand what's going on. She comes back. She tells Emmett. They figure out the girl, Um, the girl that John Goodman Howard told Meg, or I can't remember the main chick's name, but the girl he showed her when he was talking about his daughter is a girl Emmett knows that went missing two years ago. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, so now now confirmed, turned on its head. Now, Howard, John Goodman's full of shit. He is a bad guy. He did he 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 is full of shit. But now you don't know, was it just with that one girl? Is he gonna do the same thing to them? Like, what the fuck is going on? Now you don't know what or who to believe. They start plotting. Emmett has the plan to get the gun and all that shit. They start gathering like scissors and, and other tools. Also, when they're playing, they're playing like, I don't know what game, Pictionary or Categories or Heads Up or whatever. And Howard's des- describing Santa Claus and he's like, I'm always watching you. I'm watching you while you sleep. I watch you while you sleep. I see everything. It, I, I was shitting myself there. Like that's one of the most suspenseful scenes I think I've ever seen. I literally was like, Oh my fucking god! Oh my god! Wait! Oh my god! What is he about to do? I was, and then she's like Santa Claus. She's like, thank you, and he's just good with it. I was, I was, twe- I was tweaking out so badly. The suspense, the suspense in this movie is so well done. It feels like every time they do it, it feels perfect. He and the, and, uh, the girls start gathering the supplies. He's got the scissors, all that good stuff. Howard calls him in. Perchloric acid. You guys ever heard of that? Yeah, I took AP chemistry in high school. No big fucking deal. That stuff will chew through a cinder block. You don't want to touch it, as Howard finds out later. Emmett, where'd you get the scissors, buddy? Where'd you get all this shit? He says, all right, we saw the help. We were going to try to get out, escape, blah, blah, blah. Out of nowhere again, Howard says, I accept your apology. Bang, shoots him in the head. Banks you. Emmett plays it well, too. He's like, I wanted her to respect me like she respects you. Like, sucking up to him a bit. Kissing the ass. He's like, this will work. Howard's like, thank you. I accept your apology. Fucking, here's one to the dome. Dead. Emmett's dead. 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 And Howard goes, and then this is where you're like, oh, so Howard's a scumbag. He looks at the girl and goes, finally, like, it's just like it's meant to be. Just you and me. And you're like... Oh, shit. So this guy is a scumbag. Oh, shit. It's so funny how many times throughout the movie I was like, no, he, he's just a good guy. Because like I said at the beginning, the whole time, John, like, I, I don't know who was up for an Oscar. I hope John Goodman was up for Best Supporting Actor because the entire movie, he's so perfect At being like the nice, sensible, he's kind of just a weirdo introvert, but he's like a good guy, means well. Playing that and playing the, oh, but he's also really fucking creepy. Like the Santa Claus scene where he's like, I'm always watching you. It's like, is he just like socially awkward? Or, Or was he saying I'm always watching? Like, what the fuck is happening? It's so well done. Finally, the girl escapes. Throws the acid on Howard. Howard doesn't like that. That shit will melt your face off. Another piece of life life advice. Number one, if you wake up chained to a metal pole, it's not going to end well. Number two, perchloric acid will melt your face off. You're not going to look great in those prom photos, so don't do it. Don't touch it. Stay off drugs. She escapes. She breathes the air. So you're like, oh my god, Howard was full of shit. She caught the helicopter. Sees the explosion. It is aliens. It turns out is it is aliens. Um she drives off, she kills the the one alien ship by throwing the what well, she throw inside of it. She lights like the thing on fire and then throws it and it explodes. Crafty. Also, that suit they built out of a fucking shower curtain, craftiest human beings alive, really. And she converts her crutch into a spear. She's crafty as hell. She goes, she decides. I'm going to drive to Houston. I'm going to help fight the aliens, blah, 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 which is also very full circle. I like too, because the beginning of the movie, she's driving away her ex-boyfriend, which I'm pretty sure was Bradley Cooper or her fiance calls her and she's like, I just can't do it. I'm leaving. And then she tells Emmett, like anytime things got hard in life, I just ran away. And then at the end, it's very full circle. Cause they're like, you can go to safety in Baton Rouge. Or you can come help us fight them in Houston. And she picks Houston. Very full circle. Completes the character arc. Everyone loves that. Um, But I actually didn't mind how there were aliens. I think I was reading. And I think some people thought it was. Or it's controversial. Some people are like. Oh. So Howard's a bad guy and a good guy. Like they wish it was one or the other. Like either Howard's a scumbag. And she gets away and there aren't aliens or Howard's a good guy and there are alien, like, et cetera. I actually kind of liked how there were aliens, et cetera. I don't know. I said it weird. I actually kind of liked how there were aliens because Howard, again, it's like another twist because you're thinking it's, it's binary. Like he's either a scumbag and it's fine outside or he's a good dude and there's aliens or a nuke went off. It's like, oh shit, there's aliens and he's a scumbag. Oh, okay. But man, what a movie. Man, what a movie. If you haven't seen it, highly, highly, highly recommend, especially if you like thrillers. It is all time. Well, I guess if you're at this point and you haven't seen it, I just ruined the movie for you. So, um, I guess never mind in that aspect. But awesome movie. Awesome movie. I hope People that have seen it and are still listening, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I hope as many people as possible didn't know Cloverfield meant Aliens beforehand. Because that... Absolute like it would knock it down a couple notches had I known. Anyways, that's all I got today. I'll be back tomorrow. Tigers opening day. We'll talk tigers. Again, I'm probably gonna get pretty frustrated, pretty angry, but it should be funny. I already I already was like kind of enjoying how I thought it would be funny when I was going on my little rant earlier in this episode. So it'll be good. Appreciate everyone listening. As always on Twitter at next second string, Instagram at the period second period string. The second string, Detroit at gmail.com. Love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow.